You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps welcome to episode 62 i believe of the big trouble little podcast i am joe Dubs, and i'm andy and we are back at it with the planet of the apes journey that we are going to be ranking today and i see that me and andy already pre-ranked it but i'm not going to spoil it for you guys yet oh did you too hang on i'm going to spoil it for myself yep <laughs> oh okay all right all right that's interesting yeah, we're, we're a little different, so we'll see what uh, was different about that anyway. Uh, before we get into the movie of the week, uh, which is Battle for the Planet of the Apes, Andy, what the hell have you been watching? Fucking nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really dropped the ball. Now that we're doing these every week, it gives me even less time to watch new stuff, and there's so many things I want to watch. Like the Criterion Channel finally launched, and I'm so excited to finally have it, and it's got an awesome selection. But uh, all I really watched on is like some short stuff, nothing really worth talking about. Uh, I added a bunch of stuff to my queue, and um, I don't know. In the evening, every once in a while to kill time, I've been watching like old South Park, like season two. And South Park has come a long fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it, I've been thinking about that. That uh, South Park has been here a really long time. It, yeah, it came out in like 1999, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's still directed by the creator still, or you think that it, they passed it along to somebody? The, from what I understand, they're still involved in the writing process, and, and they do voices, so, you know, they got to be involved. Good for them, man, because yeah. uh, most TV shows don't last as long, and somehow they do. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm still a huge fan of South Park. Basically, it was, uh, <clears throat> I was watching the newer seasons, and I got to the end, and I was like, oh, man. And so I went back to the beginning to watch the old episodes about that. Whatever. Scuzzlebutt and stuff. <laughs> uh, so you've been watching South Park. Uh, I know I have nothing here posted, but I've been watching old movies like Mighty Ducks. Um, hey, Angel, Angels in the Outfield. Not the also other shit. Not, not the other shit. Not Angels in the End Zone. Not Angels in the uh, the Hockey One. Just, what? Uh, yeah, they, they made other ones. Oh, I didn't know that. They made sequels to Angels in the Outfield? No, uh, well, they made, like, different sports. I don't know if they're sequels. Oh, kind of like Air Bud, and then there's, like, an Air Bud that plays soccer? Mm-hmm, pretty much, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, I got you. Back also, the by, the, by the way, I don't know if you care, but I can hear my talk back on your speakers. Oh, through me? Yeah. All right, hold on me. If it matters to you, I'll just I'm trying to look, because I have the still ghetto mic stand kind of thing going on here. Yeah, so, usually you're Mr. Professional, and I never hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, sometimes uh, it's not that great. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Professional, I'm still shopping around for a new mic, just so everyone knows. So. Yeah, and I'm also, because of the uh, situation with my desk, I might get like a headset one. I'll actually link 
link you after the show what I'm getting, and maybe maybe it might be good for you without getting right like a, a stand or something. Um, yeah, I've been watching Angels in the Outfield, Mighty Ducks, all three of them. Uh, and just I just had shit on in the background, like I was watching uh, like Our Planet that's on Netflix, where it's like talking about the. Universe. I almost started that. That looks good. Mm-hmm. And plus, I have a 4K TV, so I gotta, I gotta. Oh use, yeah, for sure. I gotta use up, you know, the 4K on all these ultra 4K stuff on Netflix. So. I remember in college when I was the badass because I had an HD DVD player for my 360, and yeah. I got Planet Earth, <laughs> that Discovery series on HD DVD, yeah. and uh, we would always watch it, and everyone would be like, "Whoa, awesome!" <laughs> I fucking love that series still, but that's more or less what this is the newer version of it. I mean, sci-fi is always crazy, but then you watch something like Planet Earth and you're and they're like, there's algae that can eat the rock of a cave and it shits acid. And you're like, holy shit, goddamn sci-fi's got nothing in your life. <laughs> well, what's great about those, uh, you know, Our Planet and, you know, those documentaries and stuff is like, you could have that on in the background. And like when interesting stuff happens, you'd be like, oh, I want to know what's going on with th- that fish or something or that... Yeah, well, that that fucking bird that has like a it has like the Galophosaurus like bill and it hops around like a fucking madman. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I can talk about that that shit all day. And it's not even like I'm learned. You know, I don't know a lot about it. I just watch the shows and I'm always like, Whoa, that's fucking cool. Those those goats can stand on a cliffside and make a song. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not a lot of good things for me to watch and uh you know, me having this TV now, I, I'm definitely going to be watching a lot of stuff at night in my bed. Except you're going to be missing out on one pixel's worth. The what? I said you're going to be missing out on one pixel's worth. At least from what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the last time I was laying down watching, you know, Battle for Planet of the Apes, uh, pixels started dying on me, so. <laughs> this uh, bitch is brand new. Huh. Yeah, for some context, anybody, uh, I bought a 4K TV, obviously, since I talked about it, and then all of a sudden, uh, Pixel died on me, and I bought it within the 15 days at Best Buy, so that means I had to go exchange it, but I did order the uh, Geek Squad Protection Plan for the new one, so I'm going to be extra careful for this one. I think it's time we talk about Battle for Planet of the Apes for our movie of the week. Yay! Um, I really fucking like this one. I'm going to put that right out there. Uh, I like it too. Yeah, it's still not better as the first one, obviously. Of course not. Um, they, who was that? Virgil in the beginning, like giving like a rundown of what was happening. I'm not sure. I hadn't thought about it. It seems like it c- could be because he's the kind of character that we do that. I don't remember. I don't remember at all because they hadn't established that character yet. He comes later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it starts off like a recap of what happened. Like, you know, uh, Cornelius and Zira uh, was on the uh, Earth, you know, created Caesar. And then Caesar, uh, you know, fought against the humans. And this is where they're at now. Uh, The film is pretty much, they go straight into it where, you know, Caesar is like this leader, like a king pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't like question him or anything. There's no like, 
I thought it was interesting that they just skipped. There's no like democracy. I mean, there's like a council. I've said like like sixty times in this explanation. I feel like an idiot, but there's no council or anything like that. He just is the ruler. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it. They, I, I'm gonna jump around a bit because uh, they kind of explained what the mutants were that were un- underground. Is was that was that like their pre-stage before they had telekinesis and all that crap? Well, obviously, it's still. I mean, that was like two centuries down the road, or something. No, it said it was twenty seventies. I don't remember. In a distant future. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, there's like a no. I take that back. There's like a prelogue, prologue where the lawgiver is like. It's like the framing mechanism is that the lawgiver is telling the story to a bunch of children and young apes, mm-hmm. and it says that's twenty something or twenty seven sixty. I can't remember. And then I was. Like, you maniacs! You blew it up! Oh, damn you! God damn you! All the hell! Characters. And I don't want to give the filmmakers too much credit, but I feel like it's on purpose. I think you're supposed to see the gorillas and assume that they aren't quite as well developed. They're they're very much followers. That's why they so easily follow. Uh, what was the general's name? It's a it's four letters. Um, oh, I told myself I was going to remember. But they they so easily follow him. He he like developed first and. Obviously, he just wants power, guns are power, and there's a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, you know... Aldo! Aldo, that's his Yeah. And I just noticed uh, a little scripture in the uh, recording thing right now, so hopefully that does not affect it. I'll go back in the recording and check it. A little what? There was like a skippage. Like, it, it went, you know, like when it says not responding on the windows? On the on the window itself, weird. So hopefully that section was good. But I'll, I'll, if anybody wants to know what we were talking about, we were just talking about how uh, time. I almost fell for the time travel thing. I thought Cornelius was going to be the father and the son of Caesar. Well, I thought Caesar was going to be the father and son of Cornelius, and I thought they were going to do that. But obviously, there was you know thousands of years later, uh, the parents you know became uh, the parents of Caesar. And then the whole time travel thing happened with uh, Taylor and everything. And then we also talked about the general. The general, you know, being a dick and killing Cornelius. <laughs> well, have fun editing this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I love making my life, you know, hard today with my TV now, now the recording device. Um, what I also want to talk about is the gatekeeper of the arms. <laughs> You know, the whole, uh, well, why do you need these weapons? Who, I like that character. Yeah, I, I love him. I think, he was, I think he was great. I thought it was like when uh, McDonald, McDonald, Virgil, and Cornelius was like, we need weapons. Well, why? Well, we're going to the Forbidden City. Well, why are you going to Forbidden City? It, well, we need to go there. You know, something might happen. Well, what's going to be there? I don't know, something unknown. Well, why do you need some uh, weapon that you don't know? And he would just answer all these questions. <laughs> And it was great. I think every country needs that person. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
what else can we talk about? The council, Caesar was trying to get the humans to be part of the council, but obviously uh, General Aldo uh, was like, nah, we don't want no humans here. <laughs> and they kind of did like what uh, a lot of our politicians do today when, you know, when they don't agree on something, they act like babies and they run away rather than talk about it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh yeah, the the they go to the Forbidden City because they're try, uh they go to the archive records to go uh listen to me listen to the footage of uh Cornelius and Zira because for some strange reason they couldn't edit like actual video. Was it- Caesar wants to uh he says something offhandedly about learning from his parents. He never got to meet them. They died after he was born. And McDonald's like, oh, you can totally do that. Let's let's go do it. So they go to the Forbidden City, and they he that's all he wants to do. Is he wants to watch some footage of them, and it's kind of a shame because I thought he would get something more out of it, and he does. He comes back and talks to the council and says, um, "Damn, I can't remember what to take away." More or less, like we're gonna rule the world or something. And it was like, yeah, obviously, you idiots, but. But yeah, sorry, I, I just wanted to, to sell that too. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it was funny that they didn't show the video and edited it, edited somehow that, of like moving video. It was like a slideshow of the president's council that was in uh, Escape, I believe. Was it Escape? Yeah, I, I had a theory on that. It- like, you can't film a TV screen, it looks like garbage, and they wanted it to be nice and clear so you could see it in the movie, which means they have to, like, superimpose it on there. Uh-huh. And, I I mean, they didn't have, I mean, they couldn't just boot up their Apple computer and jump on their little video editor. They didn't have that in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So I think that was just the best they could do without it taking forever and costing an extra or yeah, I just thought it was funny to see a uh, <laughs> moving slideshow, and he's like, "That's my parents." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." But uh, again, I still didn't like the underground human uh, race thing that was somehow living in high radiation. Still, yeah, they suck. It make no sense. I I love I love that there are like the the governor. He is you know he's war hungry and he's an idiot. And there are people who are smart enough to be like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe they came in peace. Maybe this, that, and the other. I like that there's there's people with some sense. But why do they call them mutants? They're not. I, I don't know. I, this this is a really good segue into one thing I hated most about this movie, and it's not entirely the movie's fault, but it really suffers in many places for uh, its budget. Like, the, mm-hmm. the main set is just, like, in the woods, so whatever, who cares. All the sets for the ruined city, except for the ones underground, and even some of the ones underground, look fucking awful. They look really bad. Like, when they're above ground, all mm-hmm. the sets look really bad. Um, the, the costumes and just makeup for the mutants is super lazy. They're all wearing just, like, what are they wearing? What, what is on their head? It's, like, a detached hood for some reason. Uh, they're all just wearing black, just plain black. Why? Why black? What? You couldn't make them look a little more interesting. It's kind of a shame Mad Max hadn't come out before this, and they could have ripped that off because that would have been more interesting. 
But they, they tried to make them look... I, I know they're trying to work because they, they come off as kind of militaristic. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, their uh, um, their strike force is made up of, like, whatever they can find. It's two wheelies jeeps and a school bus and, like, a station wagon and stuff like that. They should have drawn more from that idea for their outfits, too. Because they're all just... They're all just white guy wearing black clothes. Some of them have beard. That's it. That's super boring. Uh, it doesn't look great. And like I said, the sets in the city, like that whole part of the movie, I was interested in the story, but mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting to look at. The the exciting chase sequence, boring. I, I, I couldn't have been more bored. It was such a shame because there wasn't anything interesting to look at. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm being really nitpicky about just one thing. Again, it's not the movie's fault. They had a budget, so the filmmakers did their best. But mm-hmm. they had a terrible budget for Escape, and they still made like a pretty good, fun, convincing movie. There was no time when I was watching Escape that I was like, oh, that, that's, that's a movie studio. Actually, there was, I guess. I think I even mentioned it on the podcast so people could go back and totally call hypocrite on me. But not to this degree. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's such a shame. What uh, the the whole the, the mutant thing like, what really pissed me off is that they did mention that like, oh, this is high radiation. We're only uh, you know allowed to be here for two hours, or we're you know we're pretty much gonna start you know decaying or start getting sick and you know dying yes. and stuff. And I do see in the makeup that they they did try to look like the skin was peeling off in some way. Uh, so I guess they were kind of trying to show that, but shouldn't they be dead, in my opinion? Yeah, they, I don't understand why they wanted to live there. They never established, like, they would, they said, send out scouts, oh, we found the eighth city, they have food, let's go conquer them, and then take all their food. Why are you living in the city? Get out of the city. Were they that? They they never established that there's a reason for them to be there. Were they that scared of apes? That they had to be underground because I could see I later. I could see later on, like from the first movie. Uh, yeah, I don't want to leave this, even though I have all these powers and I'm an advanced human. But uh, like you, it looked like they had a they had a fucking like jeep tank kind of thing where they were shooting like bombs and at their uh, at their village. Like yeah, I, that, that was something else. I felt like I felt like the script said tank. And they mm-hmm. were like, we can't afford a fucking tank. So they, they had to go with that. I can't wait until we get to the newer uh, uh, movies, because I have a feeling a real tank might be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know there's a budget for those. But, I mean, you know, a little, little patience. We're halfway there. Yep. We have to get through the 2001 one. <laughs> so, the Tim Burton. Um But, yeah, even that tank thing was kind of pissing me off. I'm like, how many... How many, like, bombs do you have, or grenades did they have to launch at the village? Because I felt like it was unlimited. Like, every second they were shooting something. I assume that they had built up ammunition from scavenging and stuff like that. I mean, I played ball. I don't know how it works. But, again, it's kind of like, why? Who have they been at war with? Why are they a militaristic organization? Uh, And, and like, oh, maybe they didn't want to leave the city because they're scared of the apes. But as soon as they figure out where the apes are, they can't wait to go fight them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. So then what? I it's it's dumb. It's it, I don't know. I, I don't want to 
overly criticized this sci-fi movie that is the fifth in a series of five because, you know, that came out in the 70s because I, I know that they were working under some weird constraints and I'm sure that, that was the script. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I don't know. There's almost everything about the mutants in this. I feel like they were writing the story and then the guy writing it was like, oh, humans, I need to have bad guys that are humans. Uh, and then wrote all Frankly, I would have rather seen a story that was just about, like, Caesar trying to root out um, insurrection from uh, General Aldo or something like that. I think that would have been a more interesting story. Yeah, I think they could have ran with the story that, like, these humans, they shouldn't be with us, like General Aldo saying that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think there would have been, there's more meat on on that story than than this this stuff. Yeah, because clearly General Aldo was, to me, the main villain. The governor, yes. the the whole governor thing, like, I think that was just a side thing that uh, uh, advanced the story between Caesar and Aldo, because, you know, when uh, Cornelius died, Caesar still didn't know who it was until literally the end, where he, yeah. was, like, where he was like, oh, you know, my son said the humans didn't do it, so who must have been? And then, you know, seeing Aldo, how he was very power-hungry and trying to, you know, go against Caesar. Like, it was obviously, um, you know, right there in front of him. Now, I'm trying to think. The acting in this movie, I felt, was a ten times better than all the other movies, besides the first one. I think the first one was good. But the other movies, I think this one tops it all. Just because of Roddy McDowell. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. He he's he's hitting a stride big time. He's great in it. Um, the guy who plays Aldo is great. The guy who plays Virgil is excellent. Mm-hmm. Aldo is great because he's very, he's talking very primitive because people they're trying to say gorillas are stupid, but they're strong enough to you know you know fight in war because they would use gorillas in war because they're more stronger than the other apes. Um. What else am I trying to say? I, I do like what they were trying to do with the humans. Uh, it kind of felt like late slavery days in America where they were just they were still kind of used but not as bad after the Civil War. Like, you know how, like, down south there was, like, still some slavery. And even in the north there was some still slavery, but uh, they weren't treated as bad before the Civil War. I wouldn't say they were treated bad, you know. I don't know if what you just spoke was historically accurate. Maybe we should move on from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm partially accurate. Partial. Give me like 10%. Um, I, I like that because, you know, some apes were mean and then some were nice. Like, you know, you had the, the whole doctor, the teacher, and then you had McDonald. Uh, who, who, me? I, I, was he just like the inventory person <laughs> throughout the whole thing? I don't know. It seemed like Caesar kept him around as like an assistant, I guess. I guess it's he, he was kind of an advisor in certain ways. Like, it seems advantageous to keep a human around, especially one that was in like an administrative role in the old world, but. I don't know. McDonald in this movie almost feels like an afterthought sometimes because he he talks about how they can go see the footage of Caesar's parents, but other than that, he doesn't do a ton. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's a part where he's playing detective with the whole, whole uh, branch being cut and everything. <laughs> yeah, but anyone could have done that. Like, Virgil Heck did it. You could have just done that whole shtick to Virgil. Virgil could have done that. Mm-hmm. I just think it was funny because <laughs> how they, like, McDonald's w- was going to say, oh, it, you know, it was cut or something. I forgot what he said, but he said something along the line that he didn't fall off the tree. That's false. Something else happened. And then out of nowhere, like, Aldo does that counsel and says, all humans must be prisoned and stuff. We're going to war with humans. And, um, you know, that that's what pretty much happened. Again, a lot of with these Planet Apes movies, they're pretty straightforward. On Like, it's very quick, these movies. It's like you have Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3, like, in a matter of, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> I think every movie yeah. was an hour and a half. Yeah, just about. I think you're right. Yeah, because, you know, you have your beginning where it's kind of like telling you this is the situation, this is what the apes and humans are doing, and then the middle is more of something happens along the line, like with, you know, Aldo killing Cornelius, and then obviously the uh, underground humans are setting up a war, and then you have the last act where you see uh, Caesar and the other apes confronting uh, General Aldo. Uh, which, by the way, at the end, I thought that was a funny scene, and I liked how they uh, show that Caesar really wanted to kill him, but he held he held that anger in. And I'm guessing Aldo just went up to a tree and just killed himself. Is that what they were implying? What? Hang on, what? Because Caesar never went up in the tree. They they cut back to Caesar talking to Virgil. Because that would be against his code of ape killing ape. He, wait, is there two cuts of this movie? He follows him up in the tree, and they're, like, facing each other, and... Yeah, but they never show him coming down. It just cuts to him still talking to Virgil. Oh, maybe I didn't catch that. I I, I I think he was just, he wanted to do that, and just the other apes were doing the whole shame, shame, you know, you're not one of us anymore, we're trying to push you out, and I'm guessing he killed himself. Which, I don't think a gorilla would do that, in my opinion. So maybe it was an error in the edit, or maybe I read the scene wrong. Okay, but, uh, now I'm confused, because, you know, Chase is up there, and they're like, kind of, kind of blows, and I thought he just came down after. Well, it, technically, he does, like, if they go by that scene, he's the reason why Aldo dies and he goes off the tree. So technically ape is killing ape, which he's going against his own rule and sacred, sure. sacred rule. I mean, even after he comes down the tree, it says shouldn't it be high for which is a biblical thing. Mm-hmm. I just think if he would have done that, it would have never been a good look for leadership in my opinion. But then again, things change after that because, uh, Caesar, uh, to me, it kind of ends the time loop in a way, because they they talk about why are we doing this vicious circle of war on you know with humans and apes? Let's just end it and be peaceful. Right. The and, the framing mechanism with the lawgiver shows human and ape living together like they're friends. They both can clearly speak. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of seem like it's not a loop; like it has broken off. This is a different future it's a better future they're they're living together yes yeah 
And, uh, you know, Caesar could have took this the wrong way. He could have been like, you know, humans, you're the reason why all my loved ones are dying. Like Armando and then, you know, obviously his son. Like he could have took this a total different way. If somehow Aldo persuaded him that, you know, these humans are trash, like he could have kept them as prisoners. But because Caesar believes that we should all be living together, um, I think ends the time loop of just, you know, destruction. But then again, we don't know because a thousand years later, they kind of go back on what Caesar says, I guess. Because I guess there's an, another... Probably. Suppose, I mean, you'll remember, you gotta go all the way back. But um, Dr. Zayas is talking about it's part of scripture. They brought man in the garden and the children makes four of them. And so, um, mm-hmm. so is that still yet to come or is this completely separate reality? I'm I'm not completely clear on it. I think you can draw your own conclusions. Yes. What do you think of the crying statue? I thought that was lame. Yeah, I thought it was like too. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. They they like to do a lot of religious, uh, you know, I forgot the word, but. Symbolism? There you go. <laughs> I almost said representation, but symbolism is uh, the word I was looking for. Uh, how, like, a statue, I, I forgot what statue it was that cried blood or something like that, and apparently that's supposed to be the end of the world. Um,. But there's a lot of other statues that cry and stuff, and that's supposed to be like a miracle. And uh, it was showing that, you know, there was a miracle that humans and apes could work together. But what, it, the the main thing about apes and humans is that they're mammals, and, you know, there's always evil in the world. So at some point, there's going to be a change, and that's where you take your your own interpretation of what's going to happen in the future, because anything could happen. Even the lawgiver says they're still waiting for a time when they'll no longer be weapons. So, you know, everything's not perfect yet, but it's not bad, apparently. Mm-hmm. If he is to be believed. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I'm trying to think what else we could talk about, because I think we covered everything, right? I remember being really disappointed that John Houston was uh, the lawgiver, and that was it. I mean, he was barely in that movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, he is awesome, but no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I like how. I like how the gatekeeper or the, the gatekeeper of the weapons is like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. It's like we, we defeated the humans. That means you know, war is ended. And then Caesar's like, we really don't know that. So we still need you to be, yeah. still need you to be here for a while. What I thought he was gonna say is, I thought he was gonna say, well, you, you're gonna have a human friend help you out now, or something along the line, so that he can get out of that you know place, but. I guess he still don't have trust them yet to handle the weapons. But yeah, I, I really dig this movie. Uh, is there any like other things you liked about it or, or stuff you hated about it? Hmm. I already got all the kind of hates off my chest for it. Um, I did like the overall story. I like, uh, I've said before that what I really like is when they explore more about the hierarchy of the apes in their society. Mm-hmm. Um, I might as well. It's been a theme, so I'll talk about it again. Uh, they they get away again from kind of the overall sci-fi. Um, what's the best way to put it? Like there isn't a a moral as much. It's still just basically 
anti-war, pro-peace, which is a big deal. I mean, it was 1973, so I'm sure the world had a lot of good reason to consider peace at that time. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could have used a little more... I don't know. Like I said, I would have, I would have liked to see him focus on the ape thing and maybe draw something from that instead. Um, they did a good job with what they had. Apparently, the movie's a big success. I think it made like seven times its budget, so that's great. Um, I liked it better than two of the other movies. I didn't like it as well as two of the other movies. There you go. <laughs> I, I forgot to talk about this. The battle scene itself. Uh, I really like where they do the old everybody's dead kind of thing. And then Caesar's like, let's fight like apes. And everybody stands up and just attacks. I, I really like that. Even yeah, though. I should admit, that did surprise me. Yeah, because I thought they were all dead because of the fucking bombs that they were throwing at them. And all the grenades they were launching. I, I, was, like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, you know. I thought in my mind, I thought, oh, people are going to start to turn on Caesar because, you know, he was too weak when his son decided to, <laughs> or, or got killed by, you know, General Aldo. And Aldo was the one that was showing that he, it, he knows what's going on with these humans. But, you know, they, they showed that Caesar was a, you know, a good guy, a good leader. Yeah. And I like that. And I still didn't, I still didn't care about the humans at all besides the ones that uh, were in the village. I did not care about the uh, ones that, that were with the governor. Besides the one guy that was like, can we just, like, not do war? Can't we just, like, stay here and be peaceful? Mm. Yeah. Other than that, I, I, there was not a lot of gripes. I only just hated the underground people. But uh, let's get into our ranking. Andy, where did you put Battle for Planet of the Apes? Uh, as I alluded to before, I put it right in the middle, right at number three. Uh, of course, it's not as good as the original. I like Conquest a little better, mostly for the end. I still find it really chilling when uh, Caesar's like, no, we're, we're going to kill kill all the evil and we're going to rule this planet. And you guys are going to fuck everything up and whatever. If it wasn't for that ending, honestly, I think I probably would like that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it goes the original conquest, battle, and then escape, and then beneath. Nice. I put Battle for Planet of the Apes at number two. So I have the 1968 one at number one, and then Battle at number two, uh, Conquest at number three, Escape at number four, and then Beneath at number five. The reason I put Battle there, I, I thought that acting was really good. Uh, still didn't like that they had the underground humans uh, part of the, the plot. I think they could go away with that. Uh, I just like the whole Caesar being king and fighting with Aldo and trying to just trying to be peaceful and trying to find a resolution instead of just you know doing all this bullshit that is gonna have like a constant time loop of you know vicious circle of war and violence, which you know we should not be having every day in our world. But yeah. That's our ranking, and it looks like next week we have, uh, we're starting with the new movies, kinda. We have Planet of the Apes, uh, yeah, newish, in the 2000s. Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one in 2001, which has Mark Wahlberg in it, and I think Sandra Bullock is in it, too. Yeah, I was looking at the IMDb the other day, and I was like, yeah, it's got Mark Wahlberg in it, and this, and this guy, and what the fuck? Hang yeah, the, ca the cast is very all-star, but... Uh, there, there yeah, Paul, like, Paul Giamatti's in it. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Elena Bonham Carter is in 
me. I can't believe it. Uh, Tim Roth, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Chris Christopherson. How is this movie bad? I've never seen it before. It's probably awful, but I haven't seen it yet, and seeing this cast makes me really excited. Yeah, this is the only Planet of the Apes movie I've ever watched, and I thought it was okay. And for some strange reason, it's apparently canon with all the other ones, so... Weird. We will see about that. Yeah, so, uh, watch the movie and then come back here and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Because, because Planet... I, I gotta say, man, I really like Planet of the Apes. I, I thought I would hate it. Because, <laughs> like, oh, it's an old movie, like, it's an old sci-fi movie, it feels, like, B-rated and stuff, and the costumes look okay. But I've been digging, like, the old ones compared to, you know, 2001. I mean, I obviously didn't see the new ones yet, so I can't really say anything about the new ones mm. but let's move on to some news that matter to us uh james bond 25 is that the title they're going with 25 no it's just the 25th movie they'll name it later oh, okay <laughs> i was gonna be like that's weird <laughs> um obviously daniel craig is gonna be in it uh i, I don't reportedly know. it's his last one but also the last one or at least last one. So who the fuck knows? And J- Jeffrey Wright's in there with the, he's being Felix. Uh, some of these people I don't even know, but they have Rami Malek who's being the the villain in this one, and that one is really uh, eye opening for me because Rami Malek is a good actor and seems out of place because isn't most villains like old, like mm, older than now? No, I'm gonna go with no. Who say no? You gonna go with a no? No. Alright. No. Oh hey, the guy who's directing it directed several episodes of Man, that T V series in twenty eighteen. Which what what T V series you kinda of broke out there? Maniac. Oh Manic. Maniac, oh, okay. That's interesting. And, and several episodes of True Detective. Sweet. Uh they have that uh, <laughs> that French chick. I don't know how to say her name. Le- Leia Say Dukes, whatever. Uh, she's in Death Stranding, the Hideo Kojima game. Oh, yeah, she is, you're right. Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, alright. I mean, I don't know what the, the story is going to be about yet, yet because uh, there's no title, and they just have the cast, so... We'll probably get a trailer down the road. And other news is that, you know, Endgame is out, so if... Uh, you want to go see Avengers Endgame, it's out in theaters, so go see it, because... Oh, yeah, it is now. I mean, by the time you're hearing this, it definitely... But I guess, here on the East Coast, it just started, what, 49 minutes ago as of us recording this? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think... I, I No, I think 8 o'clock they usually do their uh, runs, down here in Florida, at least. Uh, mm. Well, then... regardless, by the time you, the listener, are hearing this, it'll be out... Did, did I read this correctly? And this is not a spoiler. And if anybody counts this as a spoiler, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm hearing that there's no after credit scene. Are you uh, getting... I, I I really don't want to sit through all the credits and then find out there is none. <laughs> why not? Just sit through them. Who cares? God, everyone is such a whiner about credits. Well, some of them is really... Like, you ever play a game or even a movie where you think it's ending and then it's not? Yes, it's called uh, Return of the King. 
Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I fear. <laughs> well, you fear more movie? Oh, you gotta, you gotta remember, this is like fucking three hours long or something. <laughs> well, it's not really a movie. Oh, well, I guess you could say the credits as part of the movie. Whatever. Yes, they are. I think so. But I'm a snooty, snooty nobody. And yeah, I mean, with a lot of that big wall of uh, CG artists or whatever, who cares? But, you know, just hang out for a minute. Turn your phone back on, screw around. Honestly, a lot of the time what I do is I like, turn my phone back on, let, waiting for people to get out of the theater and get out of my way. And I just go ahead and Google, is there a post credit scene? Do I need to bother or anything like that? And sometimes I'll, at the middle of the credits, I'll, but I just give it a couple of minutes. What are you going to do? Go, go fight traffic? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one silver lining there. But another silver lining that I'm going to think positively about is that I'll sit through it, and then there's no cutscene, and then I go to the bathroom, and there's no wine. Boom. Yeah, I, I, I can go to the bathroom with no people saying, are you done yet? Because, you know, I have problems when people are waiting to use the toilet, and I can't pee yet. <laughs> you know, even if uh, even if there's no post credit scene, I'm sure there's a mid credit scene. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's like a, a swerve. They're like, huh, you think after credits? Nah, bitch, it's gonna be in the middle. <laughs> well, they're trying to get away from post-credit scenes, and they're doing this mid-credit scene. They always have like the high-budget, really fancy. Here's all the A-list stars and the director credits. Mid scene where I'm sure it'll be like Spider-Man getting to getting back or going to Europe, or so. it, it'll allude to the the next Spider-Man movie. And mm -hmm. then they show the real credits where it just crawls, and they play the orchestral soundtrack. Well, I I don't know if I read this correctly, but. They're saying like the the, the next Spider Man movie is the end of Phase Four, or was it Endgame was the end of Phase Four? I don't remember. Endgame is the end of like the whole first several phases. Mm hmm. I thought it was Phase Three, but I, I'm confused now. I really wonder who's gonna die because there has to be a major death scene to the point of being like somebody needs to go because their contract is up and they don't want to be a superhero movie forever. Whatever. I don't care who dies. I just want it to be a good movie. Yeah. Kill Josh... them all. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Take take out the whole uh, Avengers and put X-Men in there. Yeah. Make, also, make... also Spider-Man dies. His movie's canceled. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, I want to see the Mysterio film. and Yeah. It's just, that's it. Spider-Man's dead and Mysterio's in it. Everyone keeps saying, man, I wish Spider-Man was still alive. He might do something about this. <laughs> Spider-Man ain't gonna do shit. And then Mysterio robs eight banks and, and lives uh, lives richly on his private island. The post credit scene is, I don't know, him and, being happy. And nobody dies because Spider-Man is not there causing havoc because interrupting robberies. So Yeah, that Spider-Fiend. We sound like... We, J. We sound, Jameson. Yep. <laughs> on that note, everybody, uh, Andy, working on any projects before we sign off? Nah. Nah. I mean, not, nothing specific. I am working on stuff, but nothing. Okay, cool. Um, I'm actually in the process of re, re not re-updating, or updating uh, nerdreview.com. So pretty much, if anybody wants to find out nerdy things, go to nerdreview.com, where we cover uh, video games, movies, books, uh, wrestling, and all that stuff. And uh, there's going to be a few announcements of new shows that are going to be added to Nerd Review. So keep an eye out on that too. Uh, 
on the video game side, uh, Escape from SideQuest should be coming back soon. We're still working out the kinks and what we're going to be doing on that. So keep an yes. eye op open on that, too. And then remember, everybody, to watch uh, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one in 2001, and come back here. Uh, to listen to our past episodes, go on novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, you could also go on Spotify and iTunes and search Nerd Review Network, and we're also there, too. And uh, that's it. I think I'm going to end the episode because I'm just rambling way too long. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.